0: With all the feeling we have in response to things around us, we light a candle of love and hope that we may contribute to a kinder, loving world. With a prayer for deeper understanding, we light a candle. you feel truly, deeply understood? If you're lucky enough to have that experience at all, I want you to think for a moment of what kinds of things it go into making that possible. There's certainly an abundance of misunderstanding these days, and uh, we can often sit and watch it happen. There are a lot of feelings that we may call natural, that seem automatic, that uh, we may be disinclined to examine within ourselves. This morning, we had a great class in adult ed, and part of what we were doing was trying to begin owning the work of changing the part I can change. We get glued to news channels and let them affect everything in our lives, so that if we're in the room with somebody we otherwise care about, we can get escalated into hateful, unloving, counterproductive discussions. It doesn't help anything. with some frequency, when I'm in meetings where uh, people with privilege and access are the hosts, they will talk often about their needing to be just people dealing with each other like adults. The word civility comes up a lot. But what I watch is people who have felt unheard people who have known a great deal of pain and experience things that most of those people cannot fathom get frustrated trying to be heard because their, their way of communicating is not the white cultural norm. Now, at the end of April, the denomination did what we called a white supremacy teaching. Um, Seven hundred and fourteen out of our one thousand and thirty-eight congregations dedicated. Uh, specific programs to trying to uh, look at the biases within Unitarian Universalism towards white systemic empowerment. We did it here. We were one of the 714 and um, Things have changed, are starting to change slowly within the denomination. But some of this change is glacial. Anyway, unaware of trials, abuse, humiliation, pain, struggle, and frustrations others so often endure for generations when they encounter someone whose hopelessness bleeds through their tone of voice the people who have not had those experiences find it hard to hold that tension and try to see behind it. Now, for the last at least 25 years in this congregation, and I know most of you have not been here that long, But for that time, we've lifted up, trying to empower you, the individual, to show you your value, your worth, how important you are, that you are lovable, that you're beautiful, and that you cannot be separated from that part of you which gives you that value. And so lately I'm focusing on something else. I'm asking us to assume we have that self-awareness, that self-possession, that confidence. And start moving beyond it. as part of the black lives, as part of the teach the black lives of UU um, led one of the telephone conferences. And in it, they kept talking about what they called woke white people. And they made it very, very clear that they were not talking about Racially enlightened individuals. Doesn't matter how much you understand that. What woke meant to them in these conversations was that you could listen to the truth of their stories without getting defensive. Now, in the dynamics of class today, there were people who had differing opinions, and immediately the tension started to escalate. And these are people that care about each other. These are people that have known each other for a long time. It didn't take a lot to change the direction of the conversation. And I know people there didn't feel hurt because it was a class. We left unfinished work. But the point I'm trying to make is if with people we care about, people we know, people we have tried to have, that we have stuff in common with and have tried to work together with, if we can't find ways to sit together, then we have work to do on us or we can't carry it out in the world. I, I say this stuff over and over again. I will be changing topics once we get to uh, September. But if you're feeling hatred for anyone, you need to track those feelings down, the ones that lie beneath them, because hatred is a secondary response. The way that the sermon title is written, it has under underscored and it's standing underneath it. I know you've all heard the expression that to understand somebody, you have to stand under them. A lot of times, we feel like we're understanding something. A lot of times we can feel like we're trying to create level playing fields. But pretty much none of us are capable of seeing our own selfishness, arrogance, narcissism, you know, any, any of those pathologies, even if it's blindsides, we don't see them alone. We can't see them alone. We need community, we need beloved community, someplace that's trustworthy, so that we can hear voices that care about us lift up what we might need to work on, and receive that understanding it's coming in love. You know, I I have all these cliches about hatred is, I mean, violence is born of fear. Violence is born of hatred. Hatred is born of uh, ignorance. It all goes back to how well we know ourselves and how we respond to the world around us. The things that we can change are the things here with us. We can make stands. We can speak truth to power, but we have to do it from love. We can't do it from anger. We can't do it from our anxiousness. We have to ground ourselves in something so unequaled that when we work it out in the world we can maintain. And the only way I am ever going to do that as if I get to practice it over and over and over and over and over again with people who love me. Hate doesn't change hate. Fear doesn't change fear. Violence doesn't change violence. You know, I think of that John Mayer song about. Um, has anybody ever changed their mind from words on a sign? Um, has anybody you know been changed by what somebody said real loud one time? You know, if we go out and we shout, if we go out, being seen is important. Showing people they have allies is important. Doing what we can is important. But it's more important that we work on changing our hearts as we go along. You know, I said not too long ago that I'd like to see us all grow up to be Desmond Tutu. Uh, you know, maybe everybody doesn't want to be Desmond Tutu. And... uh I don't think our tasks and what we're called to do on the planet are necessarily one size fits all. But I know there's one principle that underlies effectiveness in all of the things that we are called to do as a people and as a community. And I invite us to invest in that every way we can if things are winding you up, you need to make more space to be still. And if that's hard for you, find ways to calm your mind that aren't just placating things. Now, when kids are learning transcendental meditation, they teach them a walking meditation. They can walk and repeat. Their and it keeps their bodies busy, it keeps a couple of tracks busy, but they can focus on something that takes them out of the chaos, takes them out of the uh, anxiety. And we can do that too. I want to share a Dr. King quote that I shared in the class this morning. but. Uh, Without understanding there is no coming together and we don't hear other people's stories from where we think they are. Oftentimes when we think we're trying to create a level playing field, we still have enough of an inflated sense of self or self-priority over the the group or whatever that we can get lost. Without understanding, there's no coming together. So let us join in an effort to understand one another. Let us practice here being non-reactive, non-defensive. Violence is born of fear and lack of understanding. It's the voice of the unheard, it's the voice of the frustrated, it's the voice of the confounded. Hatred is also born of fear and lack of understanding. Is there, if there is hate in our hearts, then we've not come to understand ourselves. Dr. King's quote, I'm here to say to you this morning that some things are right and some things are wrong. Eternally so, absolutely so. It's wrong to hate. It's always, it always has been wrong and it always will be wrong. It's wrong in America, it's wrong in Germany, it's wrong in Russia, it's wrong in China, it was wrong in 2000 BC and it's wrong in 1954 AD. It always has been wrong, it always will be wrong. If our attitude towards anything we witness is hate, we've got a lot of work to do. I love y'all. I have so much faith that we are at the edge of things that make a difference and can change fast systems. Let's be kind to one another and grow together, okay? Okay. Our closing hymn is number 318. I know we feel we need to be heard too. It takes a lot to give that to other people. And it takes a lot to be able to give up needing to be heard to hear something. Figuring the timing out on all of that is going to be